I'd done so many things that were supposed to change my life and they would work for a couple of days. And then it felt like the universe came back in on my head again. And I was just tired of creating a life that was smaller than I desired. I was tired of suffering. I was tired of feeling like no matter what effort I put in, it doesn't create a result. And I got to a place where I was, I was done. I said, universe, here's the deal. You got six months. Either my life truly changes or I'm killing myself. I'm out of here. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders, rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast. We're about to get started with another amazing guest who's sharing incredible insights. And I want to make sure that you are aware that all of this is made possible by Mind Valley. And right now, Mind Valley has an amazing package that you can take advantage of called All Access. If you haven't heard of it before, this is basically getting every single quest of Mind Valley available to you for an annual price of under $600. And the best part is you can get started, have a test drive if you've never done a quest before, and see how amazing this transformational material is. If for any reason you feel is not what you're looking for, you're always eligible for a refund within the first 30 days. So I urge you to go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman. That way you'll be able to take advantage of this incredible offer and it will support our shows and free content such as superhumans at work that you get to listen to twice a week. So go in there, check out the quests that are available. All the information will be on that page, which is mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman, where you can also find this link in the show notes. And now let's get started with our episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Superhumans at Work. This is your host, Jason Mark Campbell. And if this is your first time tuning in, make sure you subscribe and definitely leave a review if you enjoyed the episode that you're about to hear today, as we want to bring this awareness of being a superhuman at work to more and more people around the world. And so for today, I have an incredible guest. This is Dr. Dane here. Now, he is the best-selling author as well as co-creator of Access Consciousness, a global community of over a million people that are going to teach us some incredible ways that we can actually go ahead and work easier by getting out of the doing mentality. What exactly is that? Why do we need to get out of it? And what are the ways that we can do this? We're going to be able to discuss this and so much more and learn a bit more about the history behind the mysterious and interesting Dr. Dean here, who has written multiple books, spoken on stages around the world, and has been featured in major publications. And he's here to share some incredible wisdom today. Dr. Dean here. Jason, great pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having me. Now, we had fun. We had a chance to meet when you came to Mind Valley University in Croatia. You came to do some talks and you introduced us to this whole world of access consciousness. And so for the benefit of people that might not be familiar with this movement, can you tell us a bit more about it and your role within it? Uh, yeah, it's basically a way to change anything in your life you want to change. What I call it is sort of a personal development upgrade just because of the tools we have. It's not about you have to believe in this. You can't believe in this. Like believe in whatever you believe in and then add these tools to your life to make it easier, to make it more fun, and also to make it more successful with more ease. I'm all about ease. One of the things we have in access is all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. And the original meaning of glory was exuberant expression and abundance. So that's really what it's about. And I am, I guess I'd call myself the co-creator of it. The founder of it started it 30 years ago. I came along 10 years after that. So I've been doing it for the last 20 years. 
And uh, we've been working very closely together to create that. It's like a lot of people know, I think at least, you know, the people listening to this podcast at least know that things should be easier. They should be more accessible. And yet it feels like there's this invisible wall between us and the life we would truly like to have, but also how we would like to show up and how we would like to be in our business, in our lives, you know, our personal lives and, and, and also for the world. And so what Access is about is lowering that wall so you can be what you already are. I like that. We are talking here about the doing mentality, something that we need to get out of. And as you made reference to, I think a lot of us have these ideas of how we want our lives to be, how we want to show up in our workplace, what kind of work we'd love to see being done on a daily basis that brings all the results that we're looking for, whether it's a financial gain, recognition, or whatever needs that we're looking to satisfy through the work that we do. But it feels like the default that we get into is this doing mentality and feeling like we need to go through some very hard work and doing difficult tasks. So what are you proposing is different here? Well, first, the concept of need. One of the things I talk to people about and I ask them about is my question to them is, are you an infinite being? And the reason that is, is because I heard that so many times when I was doing I was actually doing business development course with somebody and he said, okay, so are you a finite being or an infinite being? And I was like, uh, I don't know. And he said, well, which makes you lighter, which is also a concept that we have in access, which is what's true always makes you lighter. A lie makes you heavier. And I went, well, it's lighter than I'm infinite. I'm like, but my life doesn't look that way. And he's like, I know, but you need to start somewhere, like maybe with the awareness of it. And so one of the things about needs that we found in Access is every need that we have is an invention. And so even the need to perform, the need to be seen, the need to be validated, the need for money, love, all of these things, we create them from need, we create them as less than they can be. And we have to work hard to make that happen and based on the entire idea of need. Because need would not be a reality for an infinite being. And when I say infinite being, I'm sure a lot of people are like, what are you talking about? You know, but if you've done anything that is beyond the box of this reality, there's at least a hint at you may be something more than this body and this lifetime. And that's really what I'm talking about. We're something more than this body. We're something more than this lifetime. But most of what I've seen doesn't actually embrace that. They embrace it if they do embrace it, which is why a lot of people won't embrace it. They do it in such an esoteric way, which is like, you must commune, you know, in a cave for 30 years to know that you are this thing. And what I'm saying is we are this thing right now. We don't have to go to a cave ever unless you're, I don't know, turned on by that in some way or something, whatever. We're all wired differently. Not that there's anything wrong with that, you know. But it's like, what if we could bring more of what that actually entails to our daily lives, to our business lives, and function from the awareness of that, but also the tools that create us getting to live as that? That's my point of view. You know, it's so fresh to my mind. I'm actually studying one of the quests we have here in Mindvalley that speaks about, you know, the theory that integrates everything. It speaks about like how all major religions usually have like this trilogy of like the body, the mind, and the soul or the spirit. 
and that top level always being that infinite being that you speak about. And then that's supposed to be the source of every decision that we make. And it's something we need to be reminded of. It sounds to me like you probably went through a journey, like you probably didn't have that awareness from the start if somebody taught it to you. So what was your journey in the process of discovering and how did your decisions become different once you had that awareness of this infinite kind of being and the kind of mental process you need to have when you acknowledge that? Well, my journey was 20 years ago, I got to a place where I had done everything I could, every study I could find. I'd done, except, you know, 20 years ago, I didn't have Mind Valley. Would have helped, I'm sure. Okay. But I had done everything that I could. You know, I had done Tony Robbins. I'd done, I'd done so many things that were supposed to change my life and they would work for a couple of days. And then it felt like the universe came back in on my head again. And I was just, I was tired of, creating a life that was smaller than I desired. I was tired of suffering. I was tired of feeling like no matter what effort I put in, it doesn't create a result. And I got to a place where I was, I was done. I said, universe, here's the deal. You got six months, either my life truly changes or I'm killing myself. I'm out of here. And because I had tried so many things that did not work, I figured I was just going to get to leave. And I planned to do it, not around anybody's birthday or a holiday because I didn't want to make anybody wrong. I just knew there had to be more to life than I was experiencing. And if I couldn't get there, fine, I didn't need to be here. And a week later, I came across something called Access Consciousness, which we've talked about. And literally, I had a session of something called Access Consciousness Bars, <laughs> and my life changed. And when I say changed, I mean, I went into that session depressed and suicidal and desiring to die because I had tried so many things to make my life work and they weren't producing any fruit. And I came out of it grateful to be alive with an energy that I can't even describe to people. It was so much gratitude for being alive. I looked up at the sky and I was like, wow, has it always been this beautiful here? If it feels like this to be alive, I'm in. Well, fast forward to a few months later, I met the founder of Access and we became fast friends within, I don't know, 60 seconds or something. We just clicked. And we started using these tools that he had already developed. But then we also started creating more and more and more tools to get people out of their crap faster and into creation faster and over the drama faster and into the possibilities faster. And that's what I've been doing for the last 20 years. And so I've seen it with hundreds of thousands of people around the world that when they get the right tools, things change. Of course, they've got to use those tools, but it's really, really helpful to have the tools that are the most effective because for those of us that are desiring change, like we are, the people listening to this podcast, we're tired of using stuff that somebody says, yes, you must do this 10,000 times and then you will change it a little bit. This is like, let's do it one time and change it 10,000%. That's my interest because we're capable of that. We've just not been shown that it's possible. Hmm. Okay. So I love this. And I actually want to feel like I want to be used a bit of as a guinea pig here because I know you've written multiple books. One of them is actually The Return of the Gentleman. This is the book that I've picked up from you, which I absolutely adored. And for any of the men that are listening, it's a great book to make you understand that you can be a honorable, kind and caring man, but also be very potent and masculine in the process. Because there seems to be a divide that if you're that kind, you're not the ultimate man. And I love that this book actually demystifies that and tells you that you can be a gentleman and be an incredible person in the process. That being said, I'm in the process right now of editing a book, and this is my first book. And as we're talking about working easier and getting out of the doing mentality, I have to be honest, I feel that there's a struggle. I might not feel connected to that infinite being that I know is a potential of, a, of an embodiment that I have. 
And I'm feeling the grind. And I'm sure for a lot of people listening, whatever project they're working on, whatever goals they want to achieve, whatever thing that they want to create or they want to achieve, there's some tasks that they're going through that might feel a little sluggish, that might not be moving at the pace that you'd expect. And it feels like it's hard. And so if someone like me comes to you, how is it that I can start applying this infinite mentality process? And like, what exactly is to be done? Okay, so the first thing that we need to do is introduce something called the clearing statement, which is a sentence of words that is short form for about 10 pages of material. And a lot of times people hear it and they go, what is that gobbledygook you're doing? Well, that gobbledygook is one of the biggest personal development upgrades to occur in the last 30 years, or maybe the last, I don't know, four trillion or something. Anybody can use it. You don't have to go, I do access to use it. Anybody can use it. But at its core, it's got these two words, POC and POD, or I guess three-letter acronyms. And POC stands for going back to the point of creation. POD stands for going back to the point of destruction of wherever you created a limitation that you cannot seem to change. Because the limitations that we have right now, let's face it, they're not from right now. Every single limitation we have from right now came from some point of view, some fixed point of view we took, some decision we made, some judgment we made in the past. What this does is it allows you to finally unlock that crap. Because what I found is that's the crap that's limiting most of us. And nobody even realizes it, number one. But number two, they don't have an effective and easy, extremely easy way of changing it. So, you know, you set the parameters. If you were coming to me, what would we do? And, you know, in the past, I've sort of not used the clearing statement because it takes a while to explain and all this sort of stuff. So if anybody wants to know what it means, you can go to theclearingstatement.com, okay, theclearingstatement.com. There's nothing for sale there. There's just a video of me explaining it because I would like more people to have access to this because of the gift it's been in my life. So now that I've done the spiel about the fact we're going to use it, so how about if we use it? I would love to. And I also want to uh, just give a notice for everybody. If you didn't get the comment of the exact website, we're going to make sure it's included in the show notes. So if you go into the show notes of this podcast, you'll see the link where you can go and find this clearing statement. And I'm excited. Tell me what it's all about and what do we do? Okay. So here's the deal. It's one sentence, but it's been developed over many, many, many years where we found that there are many aspects of what limits us. And if we can address more of those with each time that we're asking for something different, then we have a different possibility. And like I said before, the fundamental part of it is the ability to ask to go back to the point of creation of a limitation that you created and ask it to dissolve. And you go, well, yeah, but why does that work? Well, it works because the consciousness of you, that infinite being we were talking about earlier, the consciousness of you knows what is true and what isn't, and it also has been desiring you to be the consciousness you are because the whole thing about access consciousness is when you function from consciousness, you don't have any difficulties in your life. The difficulties disappear. And what everybody else sees as an insurmountable problem, you look and go, what else is possible here? And you find a way around it, a way to create something different and a way to create something greater. And what I've found is every problem that's ever shown up in my life Every problem, and I mean every problem, and this may be hard for people to get because we want to think some problems do indeed limit us and make us less. Everything that I thought was a problem that showed up in my life has been a pathway to becoming greater. And when I am able to have the problem come up and I change it using this clearing statement, that problem never affects me again in the same way. 
there may be versions of it that show up, but I go through it a lot quicker. And once again, I've seen this with hundreds of thousands of people around the world. So the first part of it is that POC and POD, which is the ability to go back to where something got made solid that isn't, that we're functioning from as though it is. Like, you know, if you look around at the wall in the room you're in, it looks really solid, but science tells us it's 99.999% space. Well, what if it's the same thing with the walls in our lives? What if we just haven't been able to look at it from the perspective or change the perspective to the degree that we can perceive the space and then walk right through the damn thing? Because as an infinite being, would you have walls? Would you have limitations? And we all know inherently the answer is no. But then we look at our lives and we go, yeah, but I got way too many. This can't actually be true. And I'm like, I get it. But in actuality, that's the possibility. And these are the tools, uh, some of the tools, I should say. It's like, because with access, you don't have to give up all your other tools. Just add these to it when you know they'll work and contribute to what you're already doing. I love it. All I just want to add from here is the fact that I think I have an idea what this statement is because you had a chance to share it with us at Mindvalley University. And I know that there's a talk that we'll be able to link in the show notes as well for people to go deeper. But I think the website with all the details is where you're going to want to go. But I have to admit, I haven't had a chance to practice it because I was working during that event, but you had a chance to share with a lot of people there. So I'm so excited that now I get the chance to experience it right here on the podcast. Awesome. That talk was so much fun. It was great. You know, it was like, hello, my people are here. Nice to see you all. You know, it was really cool. So I just need to ask you a couple more questions about this thing. Okay. So what specifically is going on for you regarding the book? Well, I've been working at it for a long time. I'm editing it and I feel like I want to be at the home stretch, but I find it's difficult to get the motivation to know that this is the most important thing. I should be spending time on the most important thing, but instead I go work on other things instead of doing the most important things because it feels like an endless task. Okay. So let's do this. This is a real simple one. So everywhere you decided this is an endless task. And the other thing is everywhere you bought that, like one of the things we'll do is we'll talk to somebody we really respect that's writing their own book and they're like, it's an endless task. So what we'll do is we will adopt that point of view because we respect them so much and we like their book so much or something, or we respect them as a person so much that we assume that if it's an endless task for them, it's definitely going to be an endless task for me. So everything that is, everywhere you decided it was going to be an endless task for you, we just run and create it all, please. This resonates a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, and sorry, I spoke really fast because I do, because I've got ADD, ADHD, OCD, and autism all rubbed into one. So I talk really fast. So what I said was everywhere, this is the case where it's an endless task for you, will you destroy, which means destroy the structure, destroy that fundamental point of view that's been limiting you and uncreate. In other words, allow your creative energy to no longer go into creating that fixed structure, but allow your creative energy to go into a different possibility. I'm on board and this makes sense to me. I've seen a lot of times that, like I know all the authors that you're speaking about, I know that they've talked about this. So when you're speaking this, it's hitting home. And I'm sure for a lot of people listening, there's a lot of things that you believe that you've probably had something similar that you've inherited based on what you believe, whatever it is that you're doing has a certain level of difficulty. Success goes to those who work hard. Maybe you see a father figure or a mother figure working really hard getting success. So you think you need to go through the same path. Is this what exactly you're speaking about, doctor? Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought in the mother and father because those are two of the biggest sources where we learn struggle, difficulty, challenge, and impossibility in our lives. 
Why? Because, you know, you're conceived and then you're born. And these are the people you're around most energetically. And we keep thinking it's what our parents say to us that should affect us. No, it's what our parents be around us. Because we are beings from the moment we come in. It's not like, oh, when you can drink and vote, you're finally a complete being. No, little kids are complete beings. And if we treat them as such and treat them as aware creatures, we interact with them completely differently. And then they become those aware creatures. Well, all of us were those aware creatures too, but most of us weren't treated like an aware creature. We were treated like a quote unquote child. So our parents didn't realize that when they're stressing about money and they go, no, no, it's okay, dear. We picked up on the energy of the stress around money. We knew it usually what it was about. And now we walk away with that pattern, especially when it wasn't spoken to us. And when they wouldn't acknowledge that we're as aware of it as they are, and we're as stressed out by it as they are because we're picking up on their stress. So we have all of these things, like, for example, the never-ending story called your book that is not just related to a book, for example, but if you saw mom or dad like, oh, this is a never-ending project. I mean, even if it was something as simple as, you know, fixing the backyard or something, and it's like that went on for five years and mom is like, this is a never-ending story. What's going on? What happens is we're so attuned energetically. And this is what I try to get people to acknowledge is it's, it's our energetic awareness of what's going on for other people that we then adopt because we assume because you're a little kid and you haven't created your own points of view yet. So most of the points of view are adopted rather than created. And this is what I see people functioning from. In fact, I would go so far as to say every limited point of view somebody is functioning from has been adopted rather than created or it was created so they could be adopted by other people and liked by other people, et cetera. Okay, that was a bit of a, whew, people may need to listen to that again. Well, that's why there's a quick button on podcast to go back 15 seconds if necessary. <laughs> exactly. Hit that about five times. Okay, so everything that is, everywhere you decided this is, I'm not focusing on, this is a never ending task and I'm not focusing on what I need to focus on. All of the truths with that, with the lies attached, because what really sticks us is when one part of that is true, because yeah, you're not doing it, but there's a lie in that I'm not doing it because it's impossible, etc. And that's what really sticks us. So all the truths with lies attached, creating that, and everywhere you decided it was the impossible task, and everything that doesn't allow you to perceive, to know, to be, and receive how much ease it could be. If you were willing to give all that crap up, will you destroy and uncreate it, please? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. Now, that's a clearing statement. You can understand why I tried to give a bit of an explanation of it before saying it. Because people are like, what the damn goggly goop you saying to me? I'm like, well, I can explain it or we can just do it. Which would you rather? Most people go, let's just do it. And then a couple of minutes later, I'm like, how you doing? They're like, oh my God, I feel so much better. Thanks for doing that weird shit you're doing. Well, at the same time, that's why we were going to have that link. And I know I was warned. I've had a chance to hear that statement before, but I've never had it applied to me. Now, is it possible for you to repeat it for the people? If you are confused by hearing this statement, go and discover for yourself a bit more about it. But the thing you need to remember is that it is a powerful clearing statement and it works. And I'm actually going to encourage people to come and follow up with me because by the time this episode is released, my book should be done. Awesome. Okay, so here it is. It's right and wrong, good and bad, which stands for your judgments, 
both sides about what you're holding on to that you want to let go of. Pock and pod, which is point of creation and point of destruction, which is that thing we talked about. All nine, which stands for nine layers of this thing. I was part of creating them and I don't even remember what they are. It's just about getting the, the biggest pile of poop out of the way for every scoop we take because we figure if we can get enough poop out of the way, we'll find the pony called you under there somewhere. Shorts stands for what's meaningful about this and what's meaningless about it, the punishments for it and the rewards for it, because we have this weird meaningful about our points of view. And we try to make what's meaningful to us meaningless. We shove it out into the world as though, oh, it doesn't matter that they're treating me this way. It doesn't matter that I feel this way about this. And eventually it rains down on our head like space debris. So it's about clearing that out of the way also. Boys is this thing, the real name for it is called nucleated spheres. And nucleated spheres are like the layers of the onion. You know, if you've ever been told that you need to peel the layers of the onion to get to the core of the issue, and you peel and you peel and you peel, and one layer finally disappears, and you're like, yes! And then three minutes to three days later, it feels like the same damn thing is back in your face. It's because it's not an onion. It's this energetic structure called a nucleated sphere. So by the way, while we're on that, everybody listening, and you and me, all the onions we've been peeling for, I don't know, trillions of years, billions of lifetimes, whatever it is, however long we've been doing it, all the onions you've been peeling that give you nothing but tears because it's not an onion, it's an energetic structure called a nucleated sphere. Will you destroy and uncreate it, please? Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So, and then the last thing is beyonds. Beyonds are those energies that feel they're like a beyond to us. It's like we go, <laughs> like if you've ever gotten a bill that's 10 times what it should be, you know, you go, <laughs> and there's no words for that, but it does have an energy to it. And those energies that stick us, like, for example, every time you look at going to the manuscript and you're like, oh, that's a beyond. And so all the beyonds creating the beyonds and all the beyonds you're functioning from with the manuscript and also all the beyonds you're functioning from because you're trying to do it the right way or somebody else's way, even somebody else that you work with closely, that you admire, that you respect, that you adore. And whenever we try to do something somebody else's way, we are guaranteed to not be happy in the process, even if we can manage to do it. So everything that is, everybody else's way you've been trying to do whatever you've been trying to do especially with regard to the manuscript we just run and create it please right wrong good and bad pot and pock all nine shorts boys and beyond that was a yes i see on video nodding so everybody knows that was a yes i'm just sitting here everybody because there's so much like i don't know what else to call it but downloads and thoughts that are happening as this is happening right now because everything you're mentioning has stories that i know where i've picked up and as you say this these stories are coming into my mind, such as like the way that I'm writing is following a structure. I think I need a structure to be able to do it, which is limiting my creativity, which is probably why I'm struggling, which is why I'm not happy. And so I'm in awe right now. And I don't know for anybody else that's listening to this, if you did isolate a problem or something that you were hesitating with and you're listening to this, pay attention to this clearing statement and pay attention to what thoughts are coming up as you're hearing this, making sense or not making sense of this. I don't think it matters at this point because I'm... I'm getting something here, Dr. Dean here, like this is powerful. <laughs> well, that exactly what you're describing, you put it beautifully into words and I'm grateful you're receiving it and also have the awareness of it. This is the thing about 
for me, it's about going from doing to being because like your writing capacity is, and I'm a bit psychic also, but I don't sort of intrude on people's worlds to do that sort of, actually we all are psychic. I just let the cat out of the bag. We just mostly don't acknowledge it, but it's like, it's like your writing capacity if you didn't have to limit it or didn't have to do it in a right way and didn't think you could do it in a wrong way. Like if you're putting your being the words on paper were the gift, how much more fun could that be? And also I got to say, personally, there are many times where somebody said, well, you should do it this way, including with one of the books I was writing. They're like, well, you should do it this way and this way and this way. And I said to them, thank you so much for your input. And no, because it was one of the few times in my life at that point that I was willing to, and I wasn't, and they, they were grateful that I said what was true for me, but I was like, I know something here that is beyond the structure. I know something that is beyond the formula. And I wasn't saying, Hey, I'm right and you're wrong. I was just saying, I need to follow this inner voice that's telling me this is the way to do it. Even if this book friggin' fails, even if nobody likes it, I got to do it this way to be true to myself. And I got to do it this way because I realize now that there's this space of lightness when I think about doing that, which is what's true for you makes you lighter. Alive for you always makes you heavier. And it turned out magically. And I didn't follow any of the structure. I mean, The Return of the Gentleman seems to have a little more structure than, than one of my other books being You Changing the World. And you read that book, it's 300 pages and it's spaced out almost like a poem for 300 pages. And people are like, you can't write a book like that. It's incorrect grammar. I'm like, I know, but it's great energy. And that's what I'm interested in. And my editor was like, you can't. And I'm like, uh, you can either just correct it as much as you can, or I can find another editor. I don't care which, but you're not going to stop this process because you think your mental view of editing is more appropriate than my energetic awareness of what's required to be out there in the world. Mm. And that brings me to a really, really powerful way to close this amazing session, which is your awareness of that being that you mentioned just there. Like you have an awareness of that energetic sense. Is this something that is trained? Is this something that we can pay attention to more and be aware when we see something that's in conflict? Is this what we call intuition? Like how do we describe this? Well, people describe it as intuition, and I think they're, they're diminishing it when they call it intuition. It's actually knowing, because an infinite being would have basically four characteristics. They would perceive infinitely. They would receive infinitely, which would change everybody's money problem into a possibility. Okay. They would be infinitely. It's right in the word infinite being, which means they could be anything they chose. And lastly, they would know infinitely. And it's that knowing that we have that we often believe we don't have because it doesn't match what someone else in this reality has said is real and true, or especially what the majority of this reality has said is real and true. And that's the thing is, are we here to follow the herd or are we here to create a totally different path that will create a sustainable living earth and possibilities for all of us far into the future? You know, one of my targets is to create a sustainable living earth for at least the next 10,000 years. And I fully know we are capable of it. And part of what that requires, though, is 
people who know something different, people who know a greater way, just because they do. It just is. Some of us know things. It's like, look at every person who's created change on this planet has not followed the herd. And 99% of them were told they were wrong. They were vilified. They were, people tried to destroy them, et cetera. And they're like, sorry, I just know. And I can't not follow my knowing. And we have dynamic technology changes. We have, you know, if you look through history, it's like Da Vinci. People were like, you're nuts. And he's like, yep. And I'm not stopping. You know, it's like, what if he had tried to be normal and follow the herd? And the beginning of that is acknowledging that you know, but not from a place of having to fight anybody else. This is where the fight goes away also. Because when you know, and when you know that you know, and when you see something, you go, well, okay, one of the things I know is what's true for any of us makes us lighter. A lie makes us heavier. When you see somebody doing something and it makes you heavier, you ask yourself, can I change this or not? And if not, okay, fine, that's what's going on right now. Then you ask yourself, what would it take to be able to change this in the future if that thing is important enough to you to contribute to changing? And then what can I be that will allow this to change? And what can I be that will allow a different possibility? This goes beyond all the formulas and all the structures. And so it's a little sort of scary and intimidating for people because they're like, just tell me the right thing that I should do. Tell me the right thing to do and the right when. Give me the structure to you know, create my business. Give me the structure to write my book. Give me the structure to edit it. Give me the structure to create my online business. Give me the structure to live my life. Give me the structure to be happy. Give me the structure. Except those of us listening to this podcast, although I would say we probably all tried it, it's not enough for us because it's linear and we are not linear. And so what I would encourage people to ask is, what do I know that is beyond this reality or that I haven't acknowledged? And if I did acknowledge it, what else would be possible that I'm not yet choosing? And if I were truly creating my life, my living in my reality, in communion, and communion is like connection, in connection, in communion, in oneness, in consciousness, whatever you want to call it, with the earth and all the people on it desiring more, what would I choose and what would I create? And what can I create that I haven't yet been choosing? Ladies and gentlemen, this was an incredible session with Dr. Dean here, dropping wisdom beyond imagination. And this has personally really been impactful for me. So I'm so grateful that I had a chance to run this podcast with you. And we've covered so many things and I want to recap it for the people listening here. Number one thing is this acknowledgement of being infinite beings. And regardless of what religion, creed, dogma that you follow or beliefs that you have, there's always a root around us being these infinite beings and we forget to apply that in regular life. I love that you've brought up the fact that you don't need to go meditate in a cave to acknowledge what we already are. It's rather how do we apply this knowledge in the everyday decisions that we make. A powerful tool that we've introduced for you to look at how you can work easier is everything that's true is lighter. Everything that's false is heavier. So when you make these decisions, look for that weight measurement, which we intuitively know. We finish with this concept of how knowing is something that we possess as infinite being. We call it intuition, but is actually a limiting definition of what we truly have access to. And so when you go ahead and operate in the world, how is it that you can make these decisions from this acknowledgement of being an infinite being and how it can dictate every single thing that you will want to create without any of the 
blocks that we have in this sabotage that we bring to ourselves. And if this is something that you currently face, we've introduced this clearing statement that is super powerful. I was in awe in the moment of experiencing it. You can re-listen to that part if you want to experience the clearing for yourself and definitely go to the link that we're going to include in the show notes so you can discover more about its history, how it works, how you can apply it, and definitely go find anything you can about access consciousness buy the books from dr dean here and definitely get more involved within him and his organization if you're really wanting to be part of that movement of people that are raising that consciousness and making the world a better place there's nothing that we are insufficient with as infinite beings we can have access to everything and right here right now we know that we can work easier by getting out of that doing mentality because we need to be in that being mentality and some powerful insights were shared in this episode to do just that. Thank you so much once again for coming on the show. This was an absolute joy to be able to participate. Thank you, Jason. It's an honor and a pleasure. Thanks again for tuning in to Superhumans at Work, which is always brought to you by Mind Valley. Know that All Access is our greatest offer where all of amazing quests in every area of your life are made available for you for under $2 a day. Simply go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman and then you'll get a chance to uncover all of the available journeys that you can go through to improve every single area of your life. Mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman is where you'll get all the information and you'll get to see what it's like to be part of a tribe of people looking to always improve and do the best possible in the world by starting with themselves. Thanks so much for tuning in and until next time, stay superhuman. My name is Jason Campbell and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast.